the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Hey, it's Jennifer Henry, your host with the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. I'm getting to do on this episode what I love to do, which is interviews, where it's not just me talking at you, where I actually get to talk to some really great experts in the market. They get to bring all their genius to the table so that you can take away what you need to from it and also connect with them because I don't have all the answers. So today I am delighted to invite Elizabeth Pamplone to our podcast. Now, she and I have been talking about her being my guest here for well over a year. And for whatever reason, we just haven't made it happen. She is a, she's, she's a frequent podcaster of her guest podcaster, and she has her own podcast. So trying to find time for the two of us to do this has been our major challenge, but the value that this woman has to bring the marketing world is incredible. And I know her through the realm of marketing. I know her, I met her years ago at a networking event. She is a expert networker, expert marketer and is also responsible for the Game Changer Real Estate brand. She and I work together on that. She's been an incredible resource for me as I have been working on branding myself and marketing. Anyway, I could go on and on and on. Her official bio is that she's a marketing minimalist, award-winning international speaker and podcaster. She has developed proven formulas that help herself and her clients create one year of marketing content in five days. I have done that with her twice for two different businesses. It works. She has an innovative approach that helps overwhelmed business owners and burned out nonprofit directors achieve success and freedom through the power of her company, her and her company and her genius, Absolute Marketing. Elizabeth, welcome to my podcast here today. Thanks for having me, Jen. I'm so excited. We're finally doing it. (laughs) I know. It's been a minute. As I said before, you and I have worked together in the marketing realm. And of all the people that I know in marketing, they know marketing really well. But what I love about you is your ability to not only market, but market strategically. It's not about just throwing stuff out there. It's about knowing what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. But you also get the networking, pounding the pavement, raw talent that is part of lead generation in business. So... How do you differentiate in your business, Elizabeth, the difference between passive marketing and more aggressive prospecting? Tell me your take on that. So every time I have a client that tells me that they want, you know, SEO and they want all this digital, they say call it digital marketing. I tell them I don't do that, (laughs) even though that's probably 80% of what I do. Um, What I tell them that I do is like a holistic approach to marketing. And I think that you know, going to networking events, speaking engagements, podcasts, being a guest on podcasts, SEO, websites, branding, social media, email marketing, all those things I just mentioned are a mix between in-person things you have to do and digital things you have to do. And I think that those are all parts of what we call the umbrella of marketing. So there's no, for me, there's no this isn't marketing or this is marketing. It's marketing is a very broad term. It means getting yourself out there. It means sharing who you are, what you do and what you're um, selling. And so in that term, in that, in those terms, basically all of that is marketing. And so I try to get people to see that 
just because you put out a digital shingle doesn't mean that you're going to get all the responses that you expect. You also have to have the other pieces because this world is still 50% analog. It just, it just is. Tell me, what do you mean by that 50% analog? What does that mean? Mostly people do business with people. And a lot of the businesses that I speak with, a lot of their sales come from referrals, probably 70% or more come from referrals. And those referrals did not happen except through physical connection to somebody, whether it was a networking event, whether it was working with that person one-on-one, whether it was, I was, my truck was in someone's driveway and the neighbor saw it. And, you know, so it's those physical interactions, it's those referrals. And so we still live in that analog world, even though marketing in the digital sense does work and is very effective. It has to be coupled with the physical side of marketing. Um, And I tell people to look at it like, you know, 100%, right? You have 100% and now we have to splice this into a pie. That's why I have the five days. It's five separate pieces. It's about, let's spend 20% on your brand, 20% on your website, 20% on your social. And when I get to that point, people say, well, social is so important. We need to spend way more time on that. But really that's not the case, especially since, You've got all these other things you got to do in person networking, in speaking engagements, education. You know, there's just so much else that you could be doing that actually would be more effective and more um, actually reaching people individually than social media would. But it doesn't mean we throw out social media, right? It doesn't mean we get rid of it completely. So I just try to have people see it as let's talk about your business. Let's get a strategy for you because it's going to be different for each person. It might mean 40% goes into social media. It might mean 10% goes into social media. That's really up to the strategy for that particular business. And sometimes when people have older clientele, really the digital side is kind of less. When people have a younger clientele, the digital side is much heavier, much more. So really it's up to that, really up to that strategy to say, where does the networking fit in? Where does the education fit in? Where does the social fit in the website, all that stuff. I love the way you put that. That's genius. And so the analog and digital, it's, that's beautiful. I've never heard it that way. And I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. But Elizabeth, does this apply to real estate too? Yes, it does. Are you Uh, sure? Are you sure? (laughs) I mean, I've only done it a hundred million times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I, I know you you know this. You know this. Yeah. yeah. You know. I think what, what it, it does. So is there a business it doesn't apply to? No. Okay. That's Not what, that what I've I, come across. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's safe to say that a diversification in your efforts is vital Absolutely. to broadcasting your brand. Absolutely. Okay. So when you meet with, let's talk about real estate now, you know, and I know you're not in real estate, but you work with a lot of real estate people. You've helped us build our brand. And when I was working with you, you knew real estate. So, because again, business is business, right? And you've worked with, you have a lot of experience in this area. So when you're working with real estate agents or real estate companies, people in this industry, what would you say is a tendency? What do you see they do that works really well? And then conversely, what do you see possibly that doesn't, or maybe is a flaw in, in what they do? So I would, I'll start with the flaw first, because I think this happens every single time I talk to a realtor. It's just literally the thing I get every single time. 
And the thing is that because I do the one year of marketing in a, in five days, we actually create everything ahead of time. So we're creating the website, which put it in. Then we're creating the, um, the social media. We're doing 12 months in one year. And that for a realtor, they just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what house I'm going to sell in six months. I don't know what house is going to come on the market next week. How can I possibly do social media for an entire year? And because I look at things from that lens, my answer to them is always the same. There is always, whether you have a house on the market or not, something that you should be telling your clients to reach out to them. There's some tip. There's some market report. There's some something. You there's so much information about real estate books have been written about it. Like (laughs) those books aren't obsolete just because they're one or two years old. And so there are like these foundational underlying things. And what it really comes back to is education of the client. So their client has to be educated on certain things. There's so much about real estate that people don't understand and don't know, especially first time buyers, especially people moving from one state to another where the rules are changed there's just so much. And so if they can actually take the time to lay that all out and get that groundwork done and into a scheduler or something, then when that house does come up and they do need to market that house, they can run through a checklist of five or six items, create all of the digital items they need really quickly from templates that are already created and then walk away. I mean, and if there's five houses that come on the market at once for them, they have a checklist. It's just simple. And so they're not also sitting there going, what else should I be posting? What else should I be talking about? I can't post the same house five times in one week, but I got to post other stuff too. And so it takes this kind of pressure off. And this is for any business owner, but really for the realtor. If there's those of the moment things, yeah, you're going to have to do them in the moment. But there are things you can set up, processes and systems that take the pressure off of you, your VAs, your your admins, whoever's working with you, your interns, like (laughs) whoever. Because if you are less stressed, your clients see that. And they don't want to see somebody who's going, oh my gosh, I need your house. Can you sell? I can sell it right now. I sell it right now. You know, they don't want that like desperation coming off of you. And so... All of that stress can be alleviated if you're actually doing things on a gradual basis, doing them ahead of time, and then doing those little things as they come through rather than having everything on your plate all at once. So you mean be proactive in your approach? Yeah, that would be a great great word for it. (laughs) Novel concept, right? I love that. And so what I'm hearing you say is it's really about creating value that's evergreen, And then allowing the spontaneous to be the spontaneous. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, you're not going to know what houses you're going to list or sell or whether you will at all. (laughs) It's about creating value for the consumer. And And if you don't, and if you don't have those houses to sell, if things don't come your way in that regard, you're being consistent in putting yourself out there. You're not like the person who has... 10 houses on the market, all you see from them is about house, 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 all those houses sell. And now they're out there hustling, trying to get the next 10 and they're not posting anything. And then it's like, is this guy still in business? Is she still a realtor? Like it's been three months. 
they're out there hustling to find the next 10 houses and then they find the next 10 and then that's just an onslaught of house, 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 house. So this gives you this consistency, like, hey, I'm here. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not a fly by night. I'm I'm here to do this job. I'm here to be with you through the whole thing. It just gives people a sense of security when they are looking for somebody because they are going to check out your social. It's not all about social, but they are going to check that. Well, it's also a more professional approach as opposed to just getting on social media when you got something to share. It's about being a professional that treats your business like a business every day. Absolutely. Okay, good. So what do, what would you say that in typically in your experience that real estate agents do well? I think that when it comes to like general marketing, I I think that the networking is the biggest thing. Um, I think every single networking event I've ever been to, there's been at least one, if not two or more realtors there. And um, I think that they are really good about networking with each other, even though they're still in competition and pretty fiercely in some areas. Um, they're really good about actually collaborating and working together. Because if one is selling and then they have the other one has the buyer and vice versa, um, maybe there's a house that that person is like that area is too far for me. Here, here you take it. You know, um, I think that there's a lot of collaboration there but it's in that physical realm. And I feel like the the realty world is also still a little bit even behind the regular world. <laughs> they, I live in, uh, I used to live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and that's where I was born. And they would always say that if you, um, the world ended, you wouldn't know it if you were in Cincinnati because everyone was 15 years behind. So, <laughs> so I feel like the realty world is a little bit behind, maybe not 15 quite years, but maybe five-ish, 10-ish behind everything else, just because of the um, the, the way that the system has run and the way that these agencies have slowly evolved into the new technologies and things, not that they're not there, but they just took their time with it. And so I think that the networking side is much stronger in this particular field than other fields that I've seen. Um, and people haven't just totally ditched it to jump on this digital bandwagon. It's still very much in use. And so I think that's one of the strong points for realtors is that, they kind of have a leg up in the on the physical analog side of of marketing. That makes sense. I say all the time, this is a people business, and people they're going to have to trust you with the largest single investment of their lives. They're not right. going to just pick somebody off the internet, right? And it's it does require knowledge of this person and trust, deep trust in this person, and and that's probably why it's continued to be a people type business where yeah. you're just not going to get away from that. You know, now the world is changing. We are noticing that real estate brokerages are changing and we we see MLSs combining to create bigger resources and more powerful resources for buyers and consumers. But we believe as an industry that the need for that person-to-person connection is never going to go away. It's very it's unlikely that it's going to go away at least in our lifetimes. So if, if our listeners are hearing Elizabeth here today, again, expert marketer, but not someone that hides behind her computer, she's out meeting people. It's how I met her. And I actually remember Elizabeth meeting you being so impressed with you at our first networking event, because you were so succinct in your offer. You had a newsletter and that's Mm -hmm. what you did. You did newsletters. And I remember taking your newsletter and thinking, this is really cool. It it really resonated with me how succinct. It wasn't like this big broad thing you were offering. You were offering this thing. 
And then what's really cool about it is years later, I'd lost contact with you. I changed things. Mostly my world changed. You were still consistently doing the same things behind the scenes, still meeting people and networking. And lo and behold, there's another networking event. There's Elizabeth. So consistency has definitely been the name of the game for you. I've definitely seen that in your business. So guys, she knows what she's talking about here. I love (laughs) it. Yeah, and I think that comes to everything because when I first started networking, I was doing, you know, a couple networking events a week. And then I thought, what's my big goal for the next year? And it became become the most well-known person in my local area. And I would networked about three times a day, every week, every day. And it was, you know, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturday. Um, And I, I went to this one event towards the end of the years in November, I think it was a women's tea and they had everybody get stand up and give their 30 seconds. And I was at the very back of the room And so when they started on the other side, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be last. (laughs) And this was the whole point of the tea. It was just your 30 seconds. Everybody, you know, had tea and crumpets kind of thing. And then that was it, you know, it was over. And they come around all the way to me and I'd heard everyone speak. There was like two people I didn't know out of like a room of like a hundred women. And it's not like the, you know, I'd met so many people in that time. It's not like every single person I'd ever met was there, you know, but there were just so many people there that I knew there's only two people out of like a hundred. And so they get to me and they, they say, okay, it's your turn. You can stand up. And I had my little thing ready, you know, my 30 seconds and I was ready to go because I'd done it a million times. And I just stood up and I said, "Uh, raise your hand if you don't know who I am. And the two people timidly raised their hands. They're like, uh, me, I don't know who you are. (laughs) And I was like, I'll talk to you guys afterward. And I sat down and everyone laughed because they already met me. They already knew me. They didn't need to hear my spiel. They didn't need, they knew, they knew who I was. And that was more powerful than any kind of 30 seconds I could have given. Absolutely. Very memorable. That's incredible. I remember you also set a goal to really get a presence with podcasting mm-hmm. and you set a goal. Tell me about that time where you were working to be a guest. Tell me about, cause I just love the way you set goals, the way your mind works. Like <laughs> I want to achieve this. So I'm going to go 10 X this effort. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about the podcast when you decided to go crazy wild with that. So the networking one I did was in 2013 and I networked a lot since then, but that was kind of my main source of bringing in new, new referral partners, new clients, those kind of things. Um, then in 2020, of course, everyone's home, not, not allowed to go anywhere. And I couldn't live without networking. Like that was my life. That was my world. And it's not like I was still doing three times a day, but I was at least going two or three times like a month. And then sometimes a couple times a week, depending on the week. And that really took a lot of my wind out of my sales for my business because that was a huge piece of what I had done. Remember I said the, the pie, you have the hundred percent, probably about 30, 40% of my pie was going towards physical networking just because that was what was working for me in that time frame. And I had already started my own podcast at that point, which is a two minute show, which I still have. And I was really consistent with it. Um, and so I was kind of in my mind, podcasting was like in there swirling around. I was doing maybe 10% of my effort towards my own podcast. 
And when my 30 per 40% got taken away, my first thought was, how do I replace a one-to-one situation where I can speak to somebody one-on-one and a one-to-many situation where you're standing up in front of a room of people and giving your 30 seconds? And I'm like, I, where am I going to get that? I mean, if I go to these online networking things, it's really hard to get in conversation with anyone. You can't break off in a room. You know, there's no one-to-many there or there's one-to-many there, but there's no one-to-one. And I thought, oh my gosh, being a guest on a podcast is me interacting with one person, having a great conversation. And then also being able to talk for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 50 minutes to their entire audience, not 30 seconds, but in almost an hour in some cases. And um, I thought, okay, I'm going to be on hundred in 2020. And this was in March. So I kind of started, you know, late in the year <laughs> comparatively. And by November of, Mar- of uh, 2020, I had either been on or booked in t- through the end of the year, 140 shows. 140 yeah. guests times guest on a, on a yep. pod, on other people's podcast plus yeah, other people's podcast plus my own weekly mm-hmm. were you because you and you weren't doing networking at this point because you couldn't no. because of COVID okay yeah. so how did that what kind of result did you get from that residual like in your business that was huge um one of the shows that I was on now this is not every show obviously but one of the shows I was on it was the guy's fifth podcast he hadn't even released them to the world yet and from that one show, I ended up making around $30,000. Wow. Wow. How far into that 140 was that one? That was around 80. Oh, okay. So you'd had to put in some time for that. And the other thing that I got out of it, which I think is pretty priceless. Um, and I encourage people to do this because I'm, I cross my fingers. It's still there. <laughs> uh, is you can actually Google my name. You just go to Google, type in Elizabeth Pampalone. And I believe I'm the first five pages are all actually me. Wow. Because they're all the podcasts that I've been on, all the guest appearances, all the, just all the links that I got from that and backlinking where, where your link is on someone else's site because it's in my bio and they want to promote it. Um, That is actually the fastest, cheapest an easiest way to get yourself to number one on Google for any reason, for any name, for any keyword, but you can't do it unless it's legitimate. And so those, well, I ended up being on over 200 podcasts um, in the last two years. And all of those podcasts gave me a backlink, every single one. And they're all pretty much 90%. All of them are still online. So That is priceless to me that I don't care how many hours I had to put in. That is just worth it. That if anybody Googles my name or my company name for that matter, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get just me for pages and pages and pages. And that speaks to credibility. Yeah, totally. You know, and credibility is what, again, we go back to trusting and liking someone. Yeah. That's credibility right? That's having street cred in someone's mind. That's mm-hmm. really the the golden ticket, if you will, to someone choosing to work with you. That's awesome. So I hope that you guys heard that, that the, what I'm hearing her say is consistency, goals, 
and mm-hmm. then 10xing going all in on something one thing one thing crazy. exactly <laughs> one thing so you heard her she said i'm going to go be then i'm going to her goal being the networker and then she went to three times networking a day then when when life threw some curveballs at her us her business really pivoting and saying how can i do that I, I just love the way your brain works in that way. And, and, and that is the 10x effort it takes, no matter what business you're in, to get your brand out there and to get yourself known. Speaking of getting your brand out there and getting yourself known, I don't, I've heard this number thrown around, but I want to know what your thoughts are. What's the new number for how many times a cons- impressions a consumer has to have in order for them to remember someone's a real estate agent, in your opinion? I still adhere to seven to 12. And the only reason I say that is because if you have a diversification in your marketing, that's all it takes. But that's only if your marketing is consistent and your marketing is memorable. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be a billboard, but it does have to be something that resonates with the person you're trying to connect with. And it has to be consistent enough to show that Yes, they saw a social post, their friend sent them a shared post, they got an email from you, they saw you at an event, you sponsored this event over here. It doesn't matter what those interactions are, it does take multiple times and 7 to 12 is the typical if you're consistent. If you're not consistent and you're not doing any kind of goal or 10xing anything, then you're going to see that number jump into the 20s and 30s. Because there's just too much time that passes, too much distraction. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. And so is there a change in that number if you are more in person? Like if they're meeting you face-to-face, is it more likely to stick later on and you need fewer impressions at that point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you meet them at a networking event and then they go to your website and then they're on your email list and then, you know, you're kind of going down in the numbers, meaning you're going into those lesser um, sticky marketing pieces, which is emails, pretty sticky, but not as sticky as an in-person meeting. Um, social is like the least sticky cause it's just so quick and so, you know, brief. Um, so really you've got, once you, if you start with the in-person session first and you do that first, you've met them, then they're kind of connected to you throughout the way. It takes less time for them to actually, you know, make the phone call, send the email, whatever that is. Um, the other piece that's actually more sticky than just meeting somebody is educating them. So when I, I speak on, um, marketing all the time and I speak for score SBDC, all those small business educations, um, systems. And every time that I speak, it's almost like I skip all the other steps and they don't need any other impressions because they found some value in what I've said and what I've done to, to them, like in person, almost whether it's on zoom or not, they've gotten something from me personally. They've listened to me. They've interacted with me for over an hour. And that's all most people need to have that no like, and trust. I've had people go to one event and hear about me previously, maybe one other time, like, Oh, I saw you had a, you know, another class a couple months ago, and then we couldn't make it, but we came to this one. And then they'll call a week or so later and book, you know, eight, $10,000 packages. So they don't need a lot because one, they're ready. 
And two, they saw something, they were interested, they made that connection to actually go to the event where I was speaking, and then they got something from it that was valuable enough for them to go, no, no further, you know, touches needed, no further impressions needed, I'm ready to go. So they it allowed them, so you were, the potency of what they received from you was so strong that they were able to skip some steps. Yeah, absolutely. And that came through education, the value of education. Absolutely. This is gold education right here for our (laughs) listeners. You know, we're educating you right here, right now on what you need to be doing and spending your time on. And, you know, Elizabeth is speaking in very broad terms and as far as like what she, well, actually not, she's speaking in very specific terms about what works for her. And I know she works with a lot of people and having worked with her, I am that person that ran everything through her. Should I be doing Instagram? Should I be doing LinkedIn? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And what I loved about her approach is that she looks at the business, the model, she looks at me, my consumer, my target, and says, I don't think that's a good use of your time. So focus your energy here. And all that said, this podcast that she's on with me here now, these 30, 40 (laughs) episodes in, is, is a direct result of that influence that Elizabeth has had over me. And that influence transcends into what we want to share with the real estate agents that we work with. Because it isn't about doing all the things. It's about doing one, two, or three very master things, very masterfully. Absolutely. These things align with your personality. They align with your skill set. They align with your budget and your schedule. So you've heard Elizabeth. She's networking and podcasting. And she's built an incredible business that has influenced me, my agents, and my vision for my life in a really tremendous way. So it's, it's, it's important work. It's very important, very powerful work. And when you have a mission, when you're a business, whether it's real estate or a subway shop, whatever your business is, if you have a mission behind that business and you want to get that out to people, it requires a strategy. Mm-hmm. It requires, like Elizabeth has so poignantly said, an analog and a digital strategy. And I just love how you embody both of those, Elizabeth. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm really glad that I got to share it with you and, and your audience because, you know, this is the most important thing. Like if, if I didn't do anything else, if I never even had another client, as long as one small business owner was able to make a change that made a difference for their family and their life, that that's a, that's a, like, that's all that I need to do. And I have all this knowledge from all this experience, but you know, it's not worth anything if it just sits in in my brain and I just hang on to it. Nobody gets helped by that. So I love doing things like this and, and speaking on podcasts for sure. Well, we want to have you come in and speak to our agents again at Game Changer Realty because they're lucky when they get, you know, to meet people like you and, and get to experience and hopefully maybe even work with you on their own one day. If you guys ever want to see anything Elizabeth has done, you can check out our website, GameChangerRealty.com. She's helped us design and build that. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that our general public doesn't even get to see that's super cool. But she and I did do the week we built, we built the brand in a week. Oh, it's legit. We did it. I would never do it any other way again if I had to open another business <laughs> because the effectiveness with which she was help, able to help me make decisions about brand and colors and verbiage and copy and just make decisions. I mean, that's where a lot of people get stuck. So mm-hmm. that was super helpful. So Elizabeth, how can our listeners find out more about you? They can go to getabsolutemarketing.com and there's actually a free tab 
where they can download the Pro Toolkit and also our free library. So the Pro Toolkit is actually all the tools that I use, all my softwares, um, my invoices, my accounting system, all the way down to what social systems I use for scheduling. Everything is there. There's discounts and all kinds of um, information just listed on that Pro Toolkit. And then the other um, thing I have is free, which is the free library. That's every video we've ever done, every class that I've ever taught that's been recorded. And some of them have never been seen by the public. So unless you're in the free library, you will never see it because it's not publicly available. So. Well, talk about value, y'all. Y'all can go check that stuff out. Believe me, it's worth it. Get rid of all the noise. Don't worry about all the things. Take the Elizabeth approach when it comes to minimalist marketing, which I love that term. <laughs> Be you're, you're so much more powerful when oh, yeah. you're when you're focused on one or two things that are just fundamentally you that excite you and that you can sustain. So I, I know we've heard that a lot, the consistency and the sustainability of any of your efforts. So Elizabeth's um, information will be linked in our show notes so that you guys can check out more about her. I really highly recommend that. We'll definitely try to get her back on here as a guest with us. Elizabeth, thank you for coming today. We really appreciate your time. We know you're busy and uh, we look forward to seeing you again back here on the podcast. For all of our listeners, you're so welcome. For everyone listening, this wraps up the series on marketing. We have had a few weeks of working through just different approaches to marketing and prospecting, lead generation, which is the name of the game when it comes to building any kind of business. We hope that you've really enjoyed learning and that you're going to actually apply some really practical steps. Some practical application has been given to you, so take it, use it. And as always, we make ourselves available for any questions you might have. So until the next one, see you later. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.